0: This podcast, waiting on the Lord, can look like truly like giving everything to God and choosing not to worry about it. We're here to equip and mobilize you in identity and evangelism. Enjoy the episode.
1: Hey, well, hey, thanks for joining us today at the Access Podcast. We're going to be jumping into our series recap from "Slow Down, Freedom Is Here." It was a series that we did in the month of February, and it's a phenomenal topic on waiting on the Lord. So in the recap today, we're gonna to be talking about uh, just takeaways that we, Kimmy and I had from the series, diving into it. And then we're also gonna be talking about some things I wish we could have talked about within the series on Thursday night. And then we'll be talking about some practical steps to like learn to wait on the Lord. It's a, it's a phenomenal, it's a crucial part of our walk with Christ is, is waiting and trusting him. So the, that's kind of the outline that we have for today. I'm so glad that you're here joining us on the YouTube or on the podcast audio version. And why don't you, um, hey, if you find this helpful, share it with a friend uh, and comment below where you're watching from, when you're watching, and what your takeaway from the series was. If you missed the series, you can go back on our audio podcast and you can find the series there. So let's jump right into it today. Kimmy, question is, well, first off, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. You're doing good. Very that good. That is a good blue on you. Thank you. That's a good I love blue. Jesus. That's what it says? Yeah. in the smiley face. Kimmy's like the queen of like Christian, Christian apparel Kyrnex. Christian apparel Christian crew next you're the queen yep queen B. thanks but we're um what was you, so slow down freedom is here mm-hmm. it was a series but you know if you were at access you know you were at access obviously we did yeah. you know the first week which was waiting on the Lord then we did an activation mm-hmm. and then we then Daniel Cavazos ended the series talking yeah. about kind of freedom an idea of truth and what was your like personal like a takeaway that you had from the series
0: yeah, I think that my the point that you made that like actually like that I like took home with me is that waiting on the Lord is like the safest place that you can be. Right? So it's not th- like Jesus, right? Like waiting with God is safer than waiting in anxiety rather than like waiting in worry. Like rather than letting like the worries of the world and the stresses and just the things of the world, like even the good things, right? They can be good, um, waiting in anticipation for those, but it still brings like this anxiousness. Um, but choosing to just give that to the Lord and waiting on Him is the safest place and the most secure place that I can be in my life.
1: So waiting waiting on the Lord, right? So I'm, I'm, I want to unpack this with you because— yeah. I would classify that as a little bit of Christianese, mm-hmm. but it's a good Christianese. It's, right. it's truth. So when we say waiting on the Lord's the safest place to be, let's, I don't know, let's try to unpack that a little bit. Okay. Because it's, it's an important topic. Mm-hmm. So when you, like, unpack that a little bit more, what does it mean to wait on the Lord?
0: Yeah. So I think one of the biggest and, like, easiest ways to describe that, right, is when things come up in life that are like, you can either choose to worry about it or like waiting on the Lord would look like me, like giving that to God, right? Like through journaling, through prayer, through um, worship, just like laying it at Jesus's feet and like choosing to leave it there and not pick it back up and carry it with me. It's kind of like the backpack analogy. Like we all carry this backpack and we can add weights into it and carry it around, or we can choose to just take the backpack off and leave it there and walk in freedom. And so I think in that sense, waiting on the Lord can look like truly like giving everything to God and choosing not to worry about it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a topic that I feel like we all, I don't know how to say it, but we all know the right answer, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when you're following Jesus, it's like, of course we're supposed to trust God. Right. And I think that in this, in specifically as we're talking about waiting on the Lord, it's a, a challenge. It's an encouragement. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a call for us to actively trust God, yeah, in with ever like with everything, and within waiting on the Lord, there's this element to it, which is not having control, which mm-hmm. is a huge takeaway for for me. Like when I when I because most when I'm preaching a message, like people are like that's such a good message, and a lot of times what I say to people, I'm like I'm really just preaching to myself, right? Right. So like when I'm teaching something, I'm not I'm teaching to teach and inspire, but all uh, oftentimes it's because I'm it's actually something that the Lord's currently doing in my heart. Right. So He's saying, Jake, I'm, I'm teaching you how to wait on Me, teaching you how to trust, and so then I'm like, I'm I, like, it's a living then for me, and then it, it, and so it's not a matter of, it's a doctrine, although it is scriptural. It's 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 a part of following Jesus, yeah. which is to, which is to wait in silence and trust, and really, I think the key point here that maybe we could dive even dive into even more is. Is tr- like uh, letting go of control and mm-hmm. like taking things into our own hands. I made a statement in the series. I said, "Y'all are trying to control." I said, <laughs> "I said something defective like, you um, you're trying to control your own life, but you can't even wake up on time, or like right. you think you can control your life, but you ca- you have to set three alarms in the morning." Yeah, kind of like it's a funny it's a funny statement that says we think we can control our lives, but we really mm-hmm. have little control of our lives in the first place. Yeah. And so waiting on the Lord building that trust is an important element. Yeah, and um, I think
0: that's something that like I've always like had in the back of my mind like, oh yeah, like I give my stuff to the Lord, right? Like every Christian does. But like realizing recently like trust is actually a very like hard thing for me, especially like with God as a father figure, right? It's like uh, my father like and I don't have the best relationship, and I have a hard time trusting him sometimes. And so I often can put that on god and like say like oh yeah i give it to you but like in the back of my mind right like i think you said this too you're like oh like here's a plan if that plan fails and if this doesn't work out then i'm just gonna do this instead and like having a backup plan so not truly living out in trust um but as i've been doing this like choosing to trust even though i don't even know how to in a relationship and that's actually like been teaching me like that god god is Like worthy of our trust, right? Like he's never done anything to lose our trust, um, but we often just put earthly things on him. And so realizing as I'm doing this actively, like God is teaching me how to trust him, and he's very patient with it. He's not like, you need to trust me right now because that's I'm worth worth it. But he understands that we often can put those things on him Hmm. from the world, and so he's patient with us and teaching us how to trust.
1: Yeah, it's like it's His goodness, Mm -hmm. right? It's His faithfulness, and when like waiting on God or trusting God is is a scary thing to do because of our sinful nature. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like He is a good Father. James one talks about every good and perfect gift comes from Him, Mm -hmm. and when I'm trusting Him, I'm not trusting this mystical force that we don't don't really know what He's going to do. You know He like God is faithful. Like you look back at history and you look at him fulfilling the promises to send Jesus and to forgive our sin and to, and to make us new and all of the faithfulness that he's shown and even preserving the scriptures and to building the church and to like, he is faithful. And I think the waiting on the Lord is not based on my ability. Something that I've learned. It's not based on my ability to wait on him. It's more based on his goodness is if I just show up, like his goodness and faithfulness and truth and his spirit will like is he's waiting for me almost yeah it's like we're waiting on the lord but he's waiting for us right because like he's like that's why jesus came is so that he could be in this union relationship with us give us a new identity like make us completely new and translate us into a new kingdom with new lenses with new eyes with new motives and like he's waiting for us in a sense Mm -hmm. um to come to him to wait on him And, and then he you know, establishes us. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's very so good. I want to, I want to ask you, what's your, so there's three main scriptures that we, that we shared in, in the, in the series, all talking about waiting on the Lord, mm-hmm. which were Isaiah 40, thirty through, 30 through 31, uh, Lamentations 3, 25 through 26, and then Psalm 27, 13 and 14, which one of those, like for you, like stuck out to you most? resonated with you mm-hmm. um, the most.
0: I'd say it was Isaiah 40, 30 through 31. And so I'll read it. It says, Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Right? And so when I heard you saying that the first time um, in the first week of the slowdown Reca- or of the slowdown series, right, every, I'm sure... 50, 75% of the people in the room were just automatically thinking about the Maverick City song, right? Wait on the Lord. Um, And so in that moment, right, I thought of that song and I was like, yeah. And then I looked at some of my friends and we were all like, yep, like thinking of that song. And then the Lord was like, you all like love that song, but do you like truly live it out? Wow. And I was like, whoa. And so it's like easier
1: to sing than it is to live. Right. It's a great song, right? right? It's fun, it's catchy, it's creative. Yeah. But it's almost like we can seem like we do wait just because we know the song. Exactly. Interesting.
0: Right. And so, so then like when God told me that, I was like, whoa, that was really good. Like hit me like a wave. And so actually in that community, in my community group that night, I actually like, we all waited on the Lord. So we actually did like a activation before the activation night. And we talked about that. And I shared that with my group. I was like, like, we all love the song, but do we live it out? Like, do we actually, like, wait on the Lord so that he can renew our strength? And so, like, I made everyone, they, like, we all went, and we just sat for, like, 10 minutes in the silence of the Lord and waited on him. And it was just really cool. And I think it's interesting, right, because it says, um, when you wait on the Lord, you're, like, it will renew your strength. You will mount up with wings like eagles. You will run and not be weary. You shall walk and not be faint. And so it's, like, that's a that's a great life to live. Imagine, like, what are the results if you don't wait on the Lord, right? It's like the complete opposite of that, which is being weary, which is being faint, which is not mounting up. It'd be like, I don't know, being down in the dumps or yeah. something. Yeah, and like no strength. It's like you're weak. And so, why would I, why would I not want to like wait on the Lord, in that sense of this is what like the reward looks like in the end. And so I'd say that that verse. Yeah, I just think
1: that reward is it's that reward is. Is you have to be patient, yeah, because that reward's not—it's not an automatic in a sense of it's immediate, right? Like the reward actually is gradual. It's w- so it's if, waiting. Yeah yeah, 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 it's it's, it's in not the waiting. It's happened now. Yeah, it's another one. I think it's called "Take Courage" by uh, Christine DeMarco. It's another great song mm-hmm. about waiting on the Lord, but it's it's in the waiting. That's the gift. It's the right. waiting. It's not actually the. The waiting is what makes you strong. And so right. it's it's, an, it's, a, it's actually not like a, uh, it's not what I can, it's not a destination I'm going to. It's a lifestyle that I live mm-hmm. and that's the freedom. Yeah, The freedom is in the lifestyle. It's not in the destination. It's not saying, oh, I'll be strong after I wait. It, mm-hmm. It's like while you're waiting, you're becoming strong or yeah. you're getting to eat the wings, you know, in all the imagery right. that's in that. Yeah. It's and a I lifestyle think- of identity. It's a lifestyle of seeing you know, trusting the Lord in in valuing his opinion, his plan for your life and, and actively building a relationship with him, Mm -hmm. not just attending church or singing, you know, the songs on Spotify, you know, that you sing.
0: Right. And I think that it's really, it's not as common in this generation right now. And like all of the technology we have, and we literally don't wait for anything, right? Like my boyfriend, Brian is like, I hate waiting at red lights. I'm like, we are not in a rush we can wait for and that's the funny 30 part that's seconds. so funny it's
1: like we'll like we'll like uh we're like getting so angry at people on the road we're like i need to get home as quick as possible yeah. right you're doing all these things and then it's like you get home and what are you doing right it's like nothing it's on like your phone you wait again. it's like you rush 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 to nothing mm-hmm. it's not like you're you're in a hurry for no reason yeah and that's kind of the culture that we live in right the the person i don't know if you guys know andrew lanning but andrew lanning is is he just like kind of rejects the busy life i love andrew lanning and yeah and so like, if you ever drive with Andrew Lanning, Andrew, if you're, if you're watching this, Andrew, I love you. Say hi in the comments. Um, <laughs> but if you ever drive with Andrew Lanning, he goes the speed limit, which is so annoying. Like if you ever drive behind someone who drives a speed limit, you're like, I hate you, you yeah. know? And so, and then if you ride with someone who goes a speed limit, that's even more annoying. You know, you're like, and he, at read green lights, like when I when I I'm like waiting for the green light. Right, like, you're hit, like right? Yeah, I'm waiting ahead, for it. Slowly he knows it's coming, break. then he it turns green, he waits a second, and then he slowly accelerates. I'm like, hurry up, man. Come on. That's funny. No, I love Andrew, but he just lives that right. slow life, which is really I've learned a lot from him because he's he lives it and he, yeah. he values it.
0: Yeah. So, Jake, what's one thing that you wish you could have taught on in the series that we didn't might not have had time for?
1: Shoot and there's so much i think there's i think there's two things that that i wish i could have gotten into more the first i think i would have wish we could have talked more about like social media and phone really phone usage mm-hmm. and i which i wanted to ask you about cuz i noticed you know we work together so i noticed you do something with your phone like you have put limits on yeah. your yeah, instagram so or something like that what do you do with that
0: so i have a a limit you right you can set limits to your apps if you'd like and so i I really, the only social media I use is Instagram. And so I limited it to 20 minutes a day. And so sometimes like I'll go on it and I'll like find myself on Reels. And if you know, you know, when you watch Reels, it's like an hour goes by and then you're like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Where am I? Um, And so if I catch myself like scrolling through Reels, now I'm like conscious of it. It's like, no, like this is not, like yes it can be funny sometimes right sometimes no reels are are hilarious yes
1: they're hilarious
0: but right so like if i catch myself doing that i actually like will stop and i'll be like i only have like 15 minutes left like how do i want to use this throughout my whole day and so i'll usually like exit out of it and it's like no like i want to check it later to see like do you find that
1: helps you like slow down like in the sense of like being present in a moment.
0: Definitely. I've been learning, I feel like, so much about being present in the moment. I actually added more limits to my phone. You don't even know this. <laughs> but so just the Instagram thing, right? And so it's like, okay, I can't go on Instagram. Not that I can't, but it's like, I want to use my time wisely. Um, and so I'll exit out of it and then I'll go to Pinterest. <laughs> and I'll <laughs> scroll through Pinterest. And I'm like, this is like the same thing. So I'm not going to do this either. And so I have actually um, really been using like the, The focuses is what they're called. So there's like a do not disturb, a personal, a work. So actually like when I'm at work, I click my work focus. And so I only get texts from you or Tiffany or the youth staff, people who I work with. So then all of the distractions, I don't even get like notifications from them. Wow. On my phone. Like, so I don't even know what's happening. And then when I'm done with work, I can click it off. And then it will be like, bam, here's everything that you've missed while you were working. Yeah, you're so popular. I know. And then. Everyone loves Kimmy. And, <laughs> and so. <laughs> you are popular. Okay. It's because
1: you love people well.
0: Jesus. It's Jesus. Yes. He's popular. Yeah. Um, But then I'll notice, like, if I'm on a date with Brian, I'll, like, press my do not disturb button. And so, like, I don't get any text. I don't get anything on my phone. I actually, like, have been powering down my phone. So that like it's like off. Like I don't even know how to do on. Nobody does that. I did it the other day and I was like, I don't even know how to do this. I took like four screenshots. It was really weird.
1: You didn't know how to turn your phone off?
0: No. Oh, but wow. then I figured it out. I mean, I did, I just forgot. It'd yeah, been so yeah, long. Because nobody does it. Yeah. And so like I actually did that for the first time. I was just at my house and I've been I was wanting to watch Claudia Vitan's Meatballs. <laughs> I don't know why. I just had a craving. And it was on Netflix like two weeks later. I was like, praise God, He knows my heart. And so I was like, Every time when we watch movies, we don't really just watch movies. We're, like, also scrolling. And so I was like, I'm going to power my phone down. I don't need to do two things at once. And I hid it in my closet and shut my closet door, and then I went and watched the movie. It was so weird because I, like, had, like, a draw, like, a craving to, like, be doing something else as I was watching the movie because it's so uncommon for us to just focus on one thing. Dang. And so, yeah, I've been, like, really... Like using those limits on my phone and using the focus to really be present in the moment and to like not be on my phone. It's been awesome.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I wish we could have I don't know talked more about. But at the same time, I'm the the series we covered so much, and even the activation we did was amazing. But that's where I I, so many people right we don't even realize the addiction that we have right. We don't. Yeah. I don't realize like I was at um where was I? I was in the waiting room because I was at a a doctor and I was in the waiting room and I even mentioned this in the message where I was like, you're in the waiting room and you're just like looking at your phone all the whole time. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to the waiting room. I'm not going to be on my phone because I just did a message on this. So I want to like practice what I (laughs) preach. Right. (laughs) And so I'm in the waiting room and I'm like sitting there and it's like every part of my mind was just like, reach for your phone. It was like this voice. It's like, go for the phone. Right. And you're Mm -hmm. just like, no, I'm going to, and it's like, then a minute goes by and it's like, reach for your phone. Right. And, and and I, I want to make the connection because that does affect how we wait on the Lord, right? How we handle our distractions, being present, like being present. I have this, I have this saying that, that, I, I've, that the Lord showed me in prayer one time. He said, I, I only ever move in the moment.
0: Hmm.
1: Like God never moves in the future and he never moves in the past. Mm-hmm. God only ever moves now. Right. And I know that, that, that you could be like, well, of course, no, but think about it. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, he only ever moves now, which means that if you're not in the moment, you'll miss him. Mm-hmm. And if you're not trained yourself to live in the moment, you'll miss him. And if you're, if you're always worrying about the future, you'll miss him. And if you're thinking about the past, you'll miss him. And he, he's like now. And so that's mm-hmm. why being present and waiting on the Lord is so important is because when we're waiting on the Lord, we're not just doing a, you could say, an exercise of mental health, right? Mm-hmm. We're not trying to help people get better mental health, although that is a byproduct. Right. Or, or, or helping with anxiety or whatever. We're, we're saying like the Lord, his influence, his leadership, his lordship, his, his power, his kindness is only ever experienced in the moment. And our phones and media and TV and even just having a cloudy mind like that affects my ability to be in union or connected to Christ and build Mm -hmm. a relationship in the moment. Right. Yeah. And so our phones and practicing waiting on the Lord helps us to, to pick up on the frequency or pick up on his influence throughout, throughout the day when we are busy, when we are at work. And so doing these little things like you're talking about of like setting these limits, actually you could say they're helping you, but they're actually setting you up to be present, which sets you up for the Lord's influence, which sets you up to live a phenomenal life yeah and so you're like leading in that way in the sense of like you're doing things no one else will do and some people say well that's just a small thing but like leaders do small things consistently that people don't other like normal non-leaders don't do right and so it's not big it's not big things that leaders do mm-hmm. right it's the small things right that set them apart that they do consistently so you know I'm going to, you're going to have to teach me after this how to do all that stuff because I I, I don't even know, I don't even know how to do that.
0: Yeah. And so also I feel like I've noticed that it helps me like in my like quiet time with the Lord, like in my daily things
1: because I... To actually wait on him and trust him.
0: Right. And to like literally put my phone away to like have complete like silence and solitude around me. And so oftentimes like I can like turn my phone off and just put it on my bed and like sit at my desk. But... You know, there's a thing, and it's like you can feel your phone like yeah. vibrating in your pocket. The phantom vibration is, and weird. it's not even there. You know, I'm talking about the phantom.
1: No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can feel. Uh, okay. That's what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. meaning like you don't have the phone on you. Oh, sure. And yeah. And you still right. feel it vibrating. Yeah. That's weird. Right. And so
0: like sometimes I'll be like that's reading the Bible, and I'm like, man, I feel like somebody's calling me right now. And don't, my phone's like in another room, it's and the devil. I'm, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I've noticed, like, turning it off even or just, like, putting it on do not disturb, like, helps a lot with really being present with the Lord. And then also in that, like, practicing silence and solitude is, like.
1: So instead of just doing it when you're reading your Bible, you're, like, you want to get more out of your time with the Lord. And yeah. so you do it periodically throughout the day to yeah. train yourself. Right. To not depend on your phone. Exactly. That is beautiful, Kimmy. Yeah. That it's difficult, great, though. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's worth it, right? It's very worth it. It's worth it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So talk. I kind of had said silence and solitude a little bit. Um, it's a spiritual discipline. Why do you think that practicing silence and solitude is important?
1: So for the, yeah, silence and solitude, we went on a, re- a retreat in October and Nick Mayo uh, really was kind of like facilitating The weekend that we that we went on, and his emphasis was silence and solitude. Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual discipline, and it's a spiritual discipline where it's like what it it is what it sounds like. It's Mm -hmm. silence and solitude, which is being alone, Mm -hmm. and especially now more than ever with how busy culture is and how clouded and noisy life is, practicing silence is extremely valuable and necessary. I would say to strengthen our relationship with God, but also for mental health mm-hmm. and for just just good rhythms of not being s- sucked into the vortex of culture right. and busyness. But most importantly, it's to establish our identity in Christ and to build a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people like we're s- we don't realize how much culture has influenced our Christianity. You know, culture is so busy. Culture is so noisy and then we almost like we get saved and we start following jesus and then we we translate our busyness and we almost just we turn our busy our cultural or secular busyness and we turn it into christian busyness Mm -hmm. it's a better busyness right like 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 going to worship nights is better than going to the bar (laughs) you know like going to church and doing things with your friends that are that are more holistic and and Mm -hmm. healthy are, are better than being secular and having sex and doing crazy stuff, drinking and partying. But that's not the best life, right? Mm -hmm. We're not just supposed to redeem our secular nature. We're supposed to, God wants to make all things new. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize that going to worship nights, going to, you know, going to church is amazing. You need to go to church, right? But it's like going to church Sunday morning, going to church Thursday night, then you have a small group and then you have the worship nights and then you have your friends and then you're going to work and then you're, You know, reading your Bible, then you're reading a book and then you're, you know, you're trying to fill your life up with things Mm -hmm. that are good and Christian, Mm -hmm. but not realizing that following Jesus is our goal. Yeah. And Jesus shows us that he often withdrew to solitary places to pray Mm -hmm. and that silence and solitude is actually doing more than a lot of the things that we're actually doing. Mm -hmm. Because silence and solitude is one, number one, it's revealing our heart. Where are we? You know, so many times we're hiding and masking and numbing ourselves to our pain and our, and really our doubt in what we're dealing with. And we say, oh, I feel this insecurity. I feel this, I, I'm, I'm feeling not good. And so I'm going to read my Bible and I'm feeling not good. So I'm going to go to worship night. I'm feeling ang- anxious and I'm feeling this. So I'm going to go to church on Thursday night and I'm going to, you know, I'm feeling all these bad feelings, right? So I'm going to mm-hmm. fill my life with something else. To n- but silence and solitude makes you face those demons. Mm-hmm. Right. It makes you like you're alone, but you're not alone because you're going with the purpose of meeting with God, Mm -hmm. but you're alone. Right. And then you, you're just, it's silent. There's no Maverick city music or elevation worship music on. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're just alone and it's you. And it feels like you're naked in the sense of like, nothing's on you. Right. We're not, Mm -hmm. we're not clothed with busyness and that's where the Lord meets you. That's the crazy part. Yeah is that the Lord meets us in our scripture reading, yes, but he wants to get your heart, right, in everything that we are, everything that I am. And so when I don't have silence and solitude, I'm not allowing the Lord into the deepest places of who I am. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not because he's not there, he knows it, but I'm not letting him in. Right. Because I'm not alone to where I'm dealing with it. I'm facing, in a sense, not demons, but I'm facing the insecurities, the anxiety, the doubt that I have. Mm -hmm. And then that's, that's really silence and solitude is how you wait in the Lord, because then you're facing that and then you're saying, Lord, this is me. And then he says, that's all I wanted, Mm -hmm. right? That's when he comes in and he secures you and who you are. And I made a statement in the second week and I said, if you feel like, I said, if, um, if you feel like the Lord has abandoned you while you're waiting, I said, you haven't waited long enough. Mm. So many people try silence and solitude and they say it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, you just haven't waited long enough because th- he's a perfect father. He he, when he is not a bad father, right? Our earthly fathers can give us good things, but our heavenly Father gives us perfect things, mm-hmm. right? And like, if we just wait long enough, if we just go to that place of silence and solitude long enough, like I've experienced it, you've experienced, like he is faithful and he yeah. want, like he wants it more than we do. Right? And I said it earlier. I said he's waiting for us more so than we're waiting on him. Right? Yeah. He's waiting for us. Yeah. And that's I and that's not a whole holistic answer, but why do we need silence and solitude? It's because it's the place where the Lord gets to actually build a relationship with us. Right. The true us. Yeah. And what we're dealing with.
0: Yeah. So as we're wrapping up, what would you say are just like a few practical steps waiting on the Lord? Kind of recapping a little bit of everything that we just talked about practical steps. Yeah
1: yeah I'd love to hear even people that are watching this like what Mm -hmm. has worked for them you know I can give some answers so in the comments just drop like what works for you as far as like what has helped you trust God right Mm -hmm. what has helped you to build a relationship with God that is that is that is strong that is secure and that's growing you into the person to a mature follower of Jesus I'd love drop it in the comments what you think I'll give some of my thoughts but it's not going to be it's not going to be a full answer in the sense that it'll it'll take the whole scope of waiting on the Lord. Right. Um, practical steps, I think we mentioned it in silence and solitude. A practical step that I would give would be to start small. Mm-hmm. So when you're going to silence and solitude, for example, if you're going to wait on the Lord, start small. Don't try to do like an hour. Mm-hmm. Literally just do five minutes. Yeah. And I would take a tip from Kimmy and shut your phone off and turn it off. Shut <laughs> it off. Shut off your phone, but shut off the phone and just wait for five minutes. Yeah. In silence and solitude. And then do that every day for a week. And then the next week, like, it's like five minutes. Right. Like five minutes. But it's crazy how we'll reject five minutes. Yeah. Because of we're so busy. Right. Give me a break. <laughs> You think you're busy? I got two kids. Yeah, you're not busy. I you're thought I was busy before podcast? I had two kids. <laughs> yeah, you're listening to our podcast. So Stop watching right now and just go wait on the Lord. Amen. Um, and then I'd say the second the second tip uh, to waiting on the Lord is journaling. Mm-hmm. Like just practical, it'd be to get on paper like what you're waiting for. Yeah. Sometimes we don't really know what we want, and so we go to the Lord, and we're just confused. And so it's like. Write down what mm. you're struggling with. Write down the nature of who God is. Worship Him. And then I would say a, a third practical practical step to waiting on the Lord is to study the character of God. Hmm. And so it's not just the silence and solitude. It's actually our faith and our trust in a good Father. Yeah. And so as we study in Scripture, like James 1, or we go back and we read about... Um, Abraham, when we see God's character. You can read about that in Hebrews too, but just study in some way the character and the faithfulness of God in scripture. Just study that. Mm-hmm. And then that'll actually fuel your faith or fuel my faith in trusting in the Lord. So it's not my wishful thinking or my, I'm just being hopeful that this will turn out for my good, but you're actually anchoring it in the truth of who God is yeah. and his goodness and his faithfulness as opposed to my ideas of who God is. It's anchored in truth. Mm-hmm. So, to be those the, the three tips that I would give to, to, to learn how to wait on the Lord, start small right, five minutes a day in silence and solitude, journal and then study the character of God in scripture, and that will really set you up well to wait on the Lord and then do it like you have to right. do it like there's no way around trusting God i you know the only way to trust God is to trust God mm-hmm. you can't sing about it and i'll wait I and mean, the wait right. on the Lord in the Maverick City song you can't sing about it, you have to actually do it, yeah. And you have to bring yourself to God. And when you bring yourself to God, like you get met with a loving father, a beautiful savior, and a friend in the Holy Spirit that's just ready to take you on a journey of a lifetime to be free and to love life and build beautiful friendships with beautiful people in the body of Christ. Amen. Amen.
0: Wait on the Lord.
1: Wait on the Lord. I was going to sing this song, but I'll save you guys. But.
0: Amen again. Amen. <laughs> amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us today. If you found this episode helpful or impactful at all, go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel. And go ahead and share it to someone who you think it can impact as well. See you next week.